Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Some areas of our country are doing very well. Others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings Sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that uh, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi everyone and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. The US has killed an Islamic State planner in retaliation for Thursday's suicide bombing in Kabul. Captain Bill Urban, spokesman for US Central Command, said the US military had conducted a drone strike against an Islamic State member in Afghanistan's Nangarhar province, which borders Pakistan. The strike killed one person and there were no known civilian casualties. The move was in retaliation for a devastating suicide bombing by Islamic State offshoot ISIS-K, which killed between 79 and 169 Afghans, 13 US military personnel, along with two Britons. It is not clear whether the planner killed by the US had been involved in Thursday's attack near the city's airport, where thousands of people had been trying to reach evacuation flights to escape the incoming Taliban regime. The US press secretary has also now stated that there is no guarantee of helping Americans leave Afghanistan after August 31st. Will you, is the US guaranteeing that you will be able to get out? I don't think we can guarantee, but what we can do is work toward, and this is what the president directed the secretary of state to continue diplomatic efforts with international partners to secure means for third country nationals, Afghans with visas who may be eligible for our programs, uh, of course any American citizen who remains in country to leave the country even after the US military presence ends. But two defense officials told NBC News that the target was an ISIS-K fighter thought to be planning future attacks. The unnamed fighter had been riding in a vehicle with an associate at the time of the strike, which was carried out by an MQ-9 Reaper drone using munitions chosen for precision and in order to minimise civilian casualties. And next. (laughs) 
the latest Intel report and analysis supposedly of a trove of genetic data and a reexamination of intelligence and communications and satellite imagery. And yet still, the intelligence community, frankly, hasn't a clue where the virus came from. The US intelligence community has been unable to determine the origins of COVID-19 and is split on whether it leaked from a lab or developed in nature, according to a new report. The report, issued by the office that oversees the nation's 18 spy agencies, did conclusively determine that it was not developed as a biological weapon. Experts warned that time is running out to gather evidence of its beginnings. China's foreign minister has dismissed the report as anti-science. The WHO have also reminded the Intel team that evidence must remain scientific. We want the origins work to be, remain scientific, transparent, urgent and inclusive. The report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said the intelligence community remains divided on COVID's most likely origin. All agencies assess that two hypotheses are plausible. Natural exposure to an infected animal and a laboratory-associated incident. According to the report, several unnamed spy agencies thought COVID emerged from natural exposure to an animal infected with it, or a close progenitor virus, but they only had low confidence in this conclusion. One intelligence agency developed moderate confidence that the first human infection was likely due to a laboratory-associated incident at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which has studied coronaviruses in bats for more than a decade. President Biden issued a statement after the report's publication criticising China for not cooperating with the investigation. And finally... The United Nations World Food Programme, WFP, is warning that millions of refugees are looking to a future of uncertainty and hunger as the effects of the pandemic on aid budgets play out in funding shortages for emergency operations. The number of people teetering on the brink of famine has risen from 34 million projected at the beginning of the year to 41 million projected as of June. The World Food Programme has said the catastrophic levels of hunger and drought-stricken Madagascar should be a wake-up call on global warming. The country is teetering on the edge of the world's first famine to be blamed on climate change. At least 1.14 million people in southern Madagascar need emergency food after four consecutive years of droughts wiped out harvests. Desperate residents have been relying on whatever they can find to survive, including raw cactus fruit, seeds, leaves and locusts. In one video, citizens have said they have sold most of their belongings and only catcus are left to feed their hunger. The United Nations World Food Programme, WFP, has declared the crisis is because of climate change. Leaders of the UN say it's a really important wake-up call for all of us to really understand that if you are seeing wildfires in Europe or in North America and the earth heating up, the fact that a very hot day in some countries could mean people elsewhere lose their land, they lose their livelihood. So, you're all caught up. 
That's where we are in the world this week. And that's the final episode of where we are for now. Be sure to subscribe today to find out more about when we return. Thank you for listening to the news for the past 57 weeks. Stay safe. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.